welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Good afternoon, Kelsey Jane. Hello, Lauren. Ellie. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. My glasses keep falling down. But other than that, I feel feel solid. Wait, guys, we got a note for the audio. We got new headphones to listen to each other. And so we're really really excited. Both of the headphones that we're wearing are my husband, Andy's gaming headphones. Thank you, Andy. Shout out to Andy for letting us take the headphones. Um, So we're just very excited. We both feel really official. So you guys are listening to a new podcast with new headphones. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, let's get it started with the love it or leave it. Love it or leave it. What are we doing? Love it or leave it's about today, Lauren. Um, so we're doing it about moving because our topic today is moving. I love it. And Kelsey and I have moved a lot in our lives. There's things that we love about moving and there's things that we would rather never do again with moving. What is something that you love about moving, Kelsey? I love, well, I love looking for houses. Mm. I stay on solo. Oh, I I deleted it because, like, you know, we just moved. It's a hobby for sure. So fun. Um, So I love planning decor and improvements for, like, a new place Mm. that I'm living. Um, Yeah, that's, like, my favorite Mm. thing. Looking for the house and then making plans for it once we get there. I love it. I love that as well. I also love, um, like, let's say you're moving to a new city or whatever, like finding the new local joints to hit up. I think that's so fun. Like going to like a new restaurant or a new coffee shop, like finding a new place, like figuring out the town, I think is so fun when you move because you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these fun things that I didn't even know about. I would agree. Um, What are you leaving? I am leaving. The stress of unpacking and organizing. Amen. Me too. I literally that. hate it so much. Like yes. I get I get so overwhelmed that I'd rather just not do it at all. And then like literally since we just moved, it took me like almost a month to put away all the clothes and everything in our bedroom. Kelsey, I still have boxes. I moved two years ago. I still have boxes in our basement that I just am like, I don't even want to touch it. It's not worth it. And then I feel like every time you move, there's always stuff that you're like, why did I keep this? I just want to give it away. Yeah. And then it's finding a place for everything because when, inevitably when you move to a new place, it's all going to go in a different location most of the yep. time. So like decorations that are in your kitchen are probably going in your living room and living rooms going in your bedroom and bedrooms going in your bathroom. Like, you know, just like there's so many different places because it's a new fun new house to live in. But yeah. I hate unpacking. I also hate packing in general. Packing yeah, and unpacking. Just the whole thing of it. I like it when I'm still settled. I feel like that might be one of the shortest love oh, it or leave oh, it. Oh, I know oh. something that I absolutely love. When you get your new address and you have a fun address name. I love finding out. Like, oh, because it's like you don't know. You don't get to choose. Like, you just get a okay, random what's address. Your, what's your favorite street name that you've had? Oh, Chippendale. You lived on Chippendale? Yes, it was precious. That is so cute. Chippendale. Okay. So, like you said, we both have moved, or like we said, we've moved a lot. Um, what's been some places, some key places that you've lived, and why did you move there? Okay, so maybe most fun place is living in Spain. Hmm. I studied abroad in Spain um, my junior year mm-hmm. of college and lived there for almost four months. 
and um, I loved it. Mm. I want to go back so bad and visit. So that was my favorite fun place I've lived. I lived in a super historical town called Granada. It was cobblestone streets. I walked everywhere, which I loved. Um, they had this historic neighborhood called El Alvaicín. And it's like a super, like all the buildings are super white. I lived in Kentucky like every other time of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Lexington and Louisville um, in Oldham County. Lexington or Louisville really fast. One, two, three, go. Lexington. Oh, South Carolina. I love my mom and dad and they still live in Louisville. Yeah. And I would, I do wish I could be beside them, but I would not live there yeah. again. Amen. Um, well, Lexington just, just feels like mine. You know mm. what I mean? I fell in love with it in college and I never wanted to leave. And I briefly did because I got my first job mm-hmm. um, teaching in Louisville. And like it just never felt right. Like mm-hmm. going to my parents' house still feels like coming home. Yeah. Because my parents are home. You know, they're always home to me. But the place itself doesn't feel like home mm. anymore. Yeah, I get that. What about you? I think my top two lived in Guatemala for two years in high school. And that was like a completely different experience, like all around culturally, physically, obviously, language barrier, all of that. Um, That is probably one of my favorite places I've ever lived because it was so different from how I grew up in Kentucky. And we moved there because my dad and my mom became the director of a girls orphanage down there. And then another place. I lived in Orlando for six months when I went down there for the Disney college program. The experience of like working at Disney and doing all that is what I yeah tied to that living there. Um, I know that like because I, I feel like that's very similar to the study abroad vibe mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, just not a different country. It's such a sweet time in your life because yeah. you know that you're only going to be there for a temporary mm-hmm. amount of time. So you're really packing in everything that you can while yeah. you're there. So I guess going off of what you said, what are some main reasons that you think that people will move to a new place today? I kind of looked this up to kind of see like, okay, I know like why I've moved, mm-hmm. but like what's the general consensus? And what I found over several different articles that I looked up was family. People move to be closer to family. Um, a lot or they'll move because they're becoming a part of a new family or like whatever it is like there's lots of different subcategories Mm -hmm. but like like an overarching category would be family another one would be housing so like whether you're moving to a new house maybe you need to move to a bigger house or a smaller house or um, if you're wanting to be in a specific school district Mm -hmm. like there's lots of different like subcategories of that but housing would be one and then and that is like the main like reason why people move. Mm-hmm. Um, and then employment is another one, like moving for a job or maybe even for retirement. I don't even know if that like counts would, in that category. That. I but that. I mean that, you know, if you don't have a job and then you're moving because you're retiring, like you're a snowbird or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there are like other, yeah. like is the last category. But I feel like the main ones were like housing, family, employment mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm. So what are some examples from the Bible? Like, how do we see people move? Do they um, fall into those categories? Yeah. I mean, as when we were talking about this episode, we very quickly found ourselves being like, oh, yeah, they moved for this reason. They moved for this reason. Yeah. Like, it was really cool to see that, like, all the things that we move for now, they were moving for back then as well. Um, some people, like you said, move for a season, like, kind of like what we did for college program or, like, anything. Like, we knew that it was only going to be a season of time to be there. An example of that would be Mary and Joseph, like, 
In Luke 2, Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem for the census. Um, then it tells us in verse 39 that they returned to Nazareth once they performed everything according to the law of the Lord. So obviously they knew that they weren't moving there to just live there for forever, but it was like they knew it was just going to be a season of time. They didn't know how long that would be or what that was going to look like, but they had to have Jesus like, in Bethlehem. I think it's kind of cool because like how many times do you hear people say, well, I was born in yes. Hawaii, yes. but I was I grew up in Colorado. Yes, exactly. or, like you me, know, whatever. I was born in Idaho, but I grew up in Kentucky. And then you see also uh, calling, like we said, for a job. Um, Nehemiah is a really good example of that. He moved back to help build the wall. Um, for those of you who may not know much of Nehemiah's story, Nehemiah was an Israelite officially serving for the Persian government as the cupbearer to the king in a, in a place called Susa, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, and his sure. and his brother and some others from Judah um, came to inform him about the ruinous states of Jerusalem's walls. And Nehemiah, he prays and, and he's scared, but he feels like he has to go and help build these walls. So he has the permission of the Persian ruler to go and rebuild these walls. And it's just so clear he had a calling, a job he felt led to do. And so he moved and to go help build the walls of Jerusalem back up again. Yeah. Um, another example is, like you said, for family, Ruth and Naomi, we've talked about them before, but Ruth moves. Um, to be closer to Naomi. Yeah, um, she to moves be, with She her. moves with her um, to, to go, go and be her with hometown. her. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so I guess like in everybody's life, at some point, there's going to be the question of do I stay or do I go? And whatever that looks like, whether that is a job or a moving a location, um, everyone's going to have to ask that question. Um, do I stay or do I go? How do we discern, Kelsey, if we should move? Like, what are some things or tips that you would have for that? One of the things uh, that stuck out to me, it was Genesis 46, and it's a huge section, so I'm not going to read the whole thing or anything like that, but it's 1 through 30. We're talking about Jacob and God telling Jacob to go to Egypt. He's like, don't be afraid, you're going to go to Egypt. And Jacob knew that God's promise involved Canaan, not Egypt, but like, he needed to go to Egypt, and that's what God was telling him. So he's like, okay, God, I'm going to do it. Um, but he kind of stops in Beersheba um, to seek the Lord, and he didn't keep going until he, the Lord gave him the green light. He's going, but he's checking with God along the way. And it's like we can take steps towards it, but we have to make sure that we're continually submitting our plans mm -hmm. to the Lord. And remembering that he has like the ultimate authority yeah. um so submit your plans to the lord like don't rush ahead of him and that's hard because sometimes yeah. you're very excited about like the next steps and you're just like i really mm -hmm. really want this to be done yes um and, and on just, paper like, it seems perfect and you're like this everything is adding up perfectly yeah. um but when you go in with prayer and just making sure that this is exactly what the lord has mm -hmm. for you like i think it you know it's going to be so much easier for you in the long run. Absolutely. But yeah, you want to sometimes just like jump the bullet, just like go and do it and jump right in. Yeah. And I've learned the hard way on this a lot, but like I've learned that it's so much easier to invite God in in the onset than it is to say, I'm doing this, bless it. Mm -hmm. We want to submit the plans to him first and ask for him to light the path because he will direct our path. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can trust him to kind of provide that direction. He He's never going to be like, no, he asks us to come to him for wisdom. Mm -hmm. So when we do, we can trust that he will. Pray and ask the Lord to give your eyes 
or give you eyes to see the way that he's working and ears to like hear from him um, and then expect him to do it. Like when we ask him for, like I just said, when we ask him for wisdom, like we can expect him to do it. When we ask him to open our eyes to things that he's trying to bring to light, um, it, it can look like so many different things and God will make himself clear to you. And we need to be open to see it. If we're if we're closed fist and we want what we want and nothing's going to deter us, then we probably won't see it. We're probably going to miss it. Mm-hmm. But if we have our hand open with what we want and where we're going to go, we'll be more open to see his direction and where he's wanting us to go. We can ask him in that for us to see doors closing and doors opening. So like Andy and I really, really felt like in this process of moving, um, we really had this impression like we were supposed to move to Nicholasville. We never wanted to move to Nicholasville. I've, I've learned in life to never say no. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so the Lord just might ask you to do that very thing. Mm-hmm. And we really felt like we were supposed to do this. And then we had a specific number or a range of number that we were going to offer. But I just really could not shake that I had this impression that we were supposed to offer more. Because Andy and I had both separately prayed, Lord, what number do you want? And for us to offer separately, I heard a number and separately Andy heard a number. When we came together, it was the same number. Mm. And that's something that in this, like Andy and I have learned, um, is like the Lord's not going to tell me something that he's not also going to tell Andy. Yeah. And like he's not, that's just not how he's he not works. He, it. he yeah. is a unifier. He yeah. values unity. You can see it all throughout the Bible. But we didn't offer that. And I just felt this immense conviction of that, like, in this. And so I called Andy about it, asked him to pray about it. He did. We went and offered that amount. We just feel like we're supposed to offer it. Well, we did, and we asked the Lord to shut the door if it wasn't supposed to be right, and he did. And that was really heartbreaking because we were like, okay, Lord. And it's so crazy how when you're with the Lord, like, you can be heartbroken and sad, and we were. But also have the full assurance that because we prayed that he would shut the door and he did, that he was protecting us from something. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, a little bit later, we get we get a house in yeah. that neighborhood. But we had our eyes opened and we were willing for him to shut the door. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a huge piece is being willing for him to say no yeah. or yes or to open doors. And the last thing is to seek counsel. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 19, 20 through 21 says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Okay, when you're thinking about moving, talking to a realtor is great. Talking to a financial advisor, can we afford it? God gave us logic. Yeah. He did. And he gave us people. Like, we are supposed to lean on one another. Like, inviting in godly friends who who are going to pray about it. Inviting them to pray with you. Mm-hmm. And um, if they have a red flag, we need to stop and ask the Lord and press in. And that's a wonderful tool. But at the end of the day, God has the authority. It's his, that, that last portion of that in the ESV, there's lots of different translations. Um, but in this particular instance, I picked the ESV and the ESV says, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Mm-hmm. It stands like it's his that has yeah. the final say. And it's him who will provide whether the numbers aren't adding up and you don't know how it's going to happen and you know that he's calling you to do something, he will provide. Absolutely. And it may not even been an option that you would have thought about. And it's taking that step of faith and saying like, 
Lord, I know 100% that you're calling me to do this, and I know that you've given me, opened every door for this to be possible, and I just have to step out in faith and allow you to provide for me. Um, and that's a scary step, but it is one that I have seen him do countless times in our life. And um, it, But it makes a great testimony when yep. we step out in that faith, mm-hmm. and then he shows up. And often in a way that we never, like like yeah, you said, yeah. like God is creative. He's not bound by the limitations yes. yeah. of our minds yeah. and what we understand or what we can see. Yeah. So I think that that's so cool. Um, so if someone's decided that they're going to move, then what? Um, I think with moving, there's so many puzzles. I mean, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. Um, it's not just finding a place to live and then you're all set. Because let's be real, the easy part is moving there once you figure it out. Like obviously finding a place. But when you move there and you get unpacked, that's truly the easiest part of it all. It's the next step that always is really scary for me. It's finding the community, finding the places to go, the people to be with. Like creating a life in that place is really hard sometimes, especially if you're moving out of the city. One thing, if you're moving to a different house in the city, another if you are truly moving to a new city, a new state, a new country, whatever that looks like, your first step is to invite God, like you were saying, into every aspect of your life, whether that's direction, boldness, providing opportunities. Um, if you have kids, providing the right schools for your kids to attend, um, providing the friends and the the church that you want to attend when you move to that place, because all of that is scary. Stepping out and being a person that is kind of unknown in a place that is going is a scary place to be. And it's a hard one to step out in boldness to. Um, you need to find community. It's so important once you're there, once you've settled at your house, to be able to, for kids, it's finding the community in their school, in their youth group. For adults, I think as an adult, it's harder to find community than it is to be as a kid um, with community. Um, because uh, especially now after COVID, um, a lot of jobs are online. A lot of jobs are, you know, you can work from home. You can do this, which is a great thing. I'm so glad that we are able to do that. But the con of that is it allows people to seclude themselves and to be have a reason to stay home and not to go out and find community. And, or like, where do you go? Yes. Like, where do you go? Like, you don't know any of these things because of a lot of these opportunities now from working from home. Um. But with community, and we've said this before and we'll say it again, like finding a church to be plugged into is so important because where the church is, that is where community is as well. And allowing yourself to be, get your kids plugged into the youth group or the kids group or whatever that looks like, having a small group for yourself, you know, going to Sunday school, to Bible study, whatever that looks like, allowing yourself to meet other people. um, The church is a great place for that to all happen and you know that you're surrounded by other believers as well um being intentional where you go where you're going to grocery shop like all these things and then I think one of the most important things aside from community is allowing space for all your emotions to take place um a movie that has changed my life and y'all may laugh at me is the movie Inside Out have you ever seen I've that movie? I've never seen it, but I you are not the first person Kelsey, who has said that to me. It is about a girl. It's about a family that moves to a new city, new state. And it's about the emotions that go on through her head as she goes to a new school. She's like in sixth grade. She goes to a new school as she, and it's her, like it literally, when I saw that movie for the first time, I was weeping because I've never seen everything that I went through when I moved to Guatemala. So 
perfectly and expertly like laid out on a movie screen. I've never seen it so beautifully laid out because it's so easy to just try to be positive all the time when you're in a mood. Like, okay, this is going to be good, at least for me. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. And then not allowing myself to feel sad about the fact that you have moved. Um, Be stressed out about the fact that you have moved, like missing your people that you used to like be with all the time. Like it's so important to allow space for happiness, for sadness, for frustration, for disgust, whatever that looks like. It's so important to be able to process those emotions and being graceful with the people. Like if you know somebody that has moved away, being there for them, being a person that is encouraging them, like, hey, like, have you found community? Have like, do you need someone just talk to? Like, do you need someone to cry to? Because it can be isolating sometimes when you move to a new place and allow space for all the emotions. And like, I'm just telling you guys, if you've never seen the movie Inside Out, please do. It's on Disney Plus. It will change your life. Um, last one, take risk. Put yourself out there in order to find your people. It can be scary, but it really is worth it. But yeah, I think those five points are such big little tidbits into be prepared when you move because there's a lot of things going on and you want to be able to honor God the best way you can while also allowing yourself to be a human and mm-hmm. allowing yourself to take a moment and breathe and yeah. feel all the feelings. I feel um, like you can find authentic community yeah. and it may not happen the first time. And I will say every time I've had a big move where I've moved to a new location, it has taken me a year. I feel like that's a great rule of thumb. A year to feel adjusted and to actually find people. And maybe um, for you it's less. Or maybe, maybe for it's, you it's more. Less. Yeah. But it I, has taken yeah. me a year to feel comfortable. But no move is purposeless. Like the Lord has called you there for a reason. And you may not and you may only be there for a year. You may only be there for two years. Um, but reminding yourself that or you may be there for thirty five million years. Like, you know, whatever that looks like, like the Lord has called you there for a reason and you may not know what that reason is for years and years down the road, but like allowing yourself just to be there and just like to trust that he has called you there for a purpose. Yeah. I love that. So our kind of like a wrap up point Mm -hmm. is that earth is not our permanent home. It is not the act. It's not our Mm -hmm. citizenship. Yeah. That's with Jesus for eternity. And so no matter where we move, no matter whether we're going, we're staying, whatever that looks like, we have an eternity to look forward with Jesus mm-hmm. in a place that we truly belong. No matter where we move, there will always be times or seasons where we feel like we don't belong. And it's because on earth we really don't when we love yeah. Jesus. Like our home, the place we belong is in. Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful about that is even though we – like have that to look forward to in the future in the now it's still a promise for us in the now as we await that time when we get to be with him in heaven for eternity um we have the assurance that no matter where we go or no matter the circumstances that we find ourselves in god is with us Mm -hmm. and i want to leave us with um just a verse that we can reflect on it's is psalm 139 7 through 12 Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. 
If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. And I just think that this is such like a beautiful little thing that we get from Psalm 139 is like talking to the Lord, like there's nowhere we can go mm-hmm. that he's not there. Yeah. And even in those moves when you feel alone and I know people that have, you know, just moved by themselves, like their family didn't come with them. They're like, they didn't have, like they are a single man or woman that have moved to a complete new location and they really do. They feel so lonely and uh, like, and that is a normal feeling to feel. But remind, remembering that the Lord is with you and he is holding your hand and he feels that pain with you and that sadness. Um, but they're just a reminder that it, it is going to be so good. Like there is going to be something so beautiful to come out of whatever that move looks like, whether it feels so scary and whether whether you're moving to college, you are just graduated high school and you're moving away and you're moving away from your parents. Like I remember that being such a, you know, pivotal time for my mm-hmm. life and just a reminder of this Psalms 139, like he is always, always going to be there with you. And if you just allow him in his presence, just pray like, Lord, um, I want your presence to be filled in me. Like I, I want to feel your light. I want to feel your warmth. Like he, he will be there and it'll be so evident that he is there. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Chelsea? Maybe even if you don't believe it, when you first read a scripture like this or when you first hear a scripture like this, starting with a prayer to help me help me believe this, Lord, because I don't right now. And getting mm-hmm. that honest with him, he'd handle it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows. He knows, he knows. what you feel. You can't He knows what you him. feel even if you don't admit yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's my other thing. Even if you don't believe that this is true, ask God to help you believe mm-hmm. because it is. Beautiful. Thanks for joining us and talking Thanks about Thanks for joining today. us. And I hope that you guys whether you're moving or you're not moving or you're moving in the future whatever that looks like we just want you to feel encouraged that you have a place and you will have a community if you search for it absolutely well thanks you guys we look forward to next time we'll talk to you later Bye. bye Thank you for listening to The Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Darnberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com.